Hey there, welcome to The Manuscript. I'm Juliana Meyer. And I'm Breno Barreto. And in this podcast, we delve into the intersection of writing and the development of technology products. Every couple of weeks, we talk to people making a difference in technical writing, instructional design, UX writing, content strategy, and anywhere else there's someone thinking about content in digital products and the tech industry. Today, we'll be talking to Paulo Vitor, who's a tech writer from Nubank. Nubank is a Latin American neobank. They are a startup developing simple, secure, and 100% digital solutions, operating exclusively online without any physical, traditional bank networks. It is the largest fintech in Latin America and one of the most innovative companies in the world, according to the 2019 Fast Company Ranking. Their headquarters are located in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, but they also have offices in Berlin and Mexico City. Among their products are a digital account and international credit cards, both without any fees, and they also offer personal loans. Their differentiating factor is a technology offered by a credit card which is controlled completely through the means of a mobile app. The app allows its users to track transactions in real time, block their respective credit card, apply for a raise, and contact customer support directly through the app. As a fun fact, in 2018, after launching its new credit card design, the fintech company was featured in the Guinness Book of Records for making the world's largest unboxing simultaneously. And altogether, Nubank has over 10 million customers only in Brazil. Paulo, it's great to have you with us at The Manuscript. Uh, so far, we've been mostly speaking to people who work with technical content at software companies, which is the universe that myself and, and, and Juliana are most used to. We, we work in, in, a, in a software company. So it's a great opportunity to, to talk to someone who, uh, who has a, a role of, of technical writer, but in, in a different universe, which in your case is the financial market. So again, uh, great to have you at The Manuscript and welcome. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I welcome... Uh, I thank the opportunity to uh, participate in this podcast, and uh, it's good good to meet you guys. Yeah, it's it's an honor for us, Paulo. So, uh, first of all, uh, as I said in, in the introduction, you come from a different universe, right? From from the finance universe, which for us is is uh, probably uh, yeah very new, and we are probably. Uh, not very educated in, in it, not surely not, not enough to be a tech writer in, in, a, in a finance company as yourself. So could you tell us a little bit about your background? I mean, your education and, and how you ended up working at Nubank as a tech writer, how, how you got to, to have the position you have today at, at, at the company? Okay, uh, well, I come from an engineering background, okay? Uh, I was a developer in the past uh, since I started my career. Uh, but it, it, as, I, as uh, you know, many people know, uh, Nubank is a financial institution, but it's at first a technology company, mm -hmm. you know? It's, it's more like a technology company inserted into the financial world. So you have to uh, join both knowledgements together, right? You have to know a little bit about engineering and a little bit about financial system. So uh, I come from this engineering background, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, languages uh, were always my passion. Uh, I learned English when I was younger. 
Uh, I learned by myself. I had the opportunity to study abroad. Uh, I was also an English teacher uh, in the past. So uh, technical writing was a good opportunity for me to join my two passions together. Uh, to be honest, uh, some years ago, I didn't even know that this role existed mm -hmm. in the world. And it was very fun because some former colleagues uh, from the time when I was a developer, they come, came up to me, say, oh, we have a position here uh, at our company here in my city, San Jose dos Campos, and we think that totally fits you. It's something that you can join your knowledge uh, about engineering and your knowledge about uh, languages. So since then, I started working as a technical writer. I could uh, improve and learn a lot. And uh, what called... Uh, the, the, uh, what catched the eyes of Newbank about my uh, resume was that uh, I had the management skill to implement the area at the company. So uh, I am the first technical writer at Newbank. Oh. So I am, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah it, it's something really interesting because uh, most of the companies here, they don't even know about this position yeah. and how we can contribute to the uh, development process. By here, you mean Brazil, Totally. Right? Yeah, yeah, especially in Brazil. Uh, in Europe, uh, I, I worked for Ericsson. It was my first job as technical writer. And uh, the process there uh, were well-rounded, well-established. Uh, you know, the technical writers in Europe, they have uh, 30 years of career. Uh, they are getting retired already, and here in Brazil, we are still starting. Just starting. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is something we actually talk about uh, in the previous episodes, because uh, Latin America as a whole, I think, is really in a premature state regarding tech writing. Uh, and it's really good to see uh, your perspective on that, especially having worked in a, a European company and, and yes. being able to compare uh, like the maturity level of both of them. Can you tell us a bit more about uh, what's the field of tech writing within Ericsson versus Newbank where you're just implementing the area? Uh, yes, uh, when I worked uh, at Ericsson, I wasn't the first technical writer, okay? Uh, there was a, <laughs> a team very well structured. Uh, they, they used to work with the Agile methodology, so it was very good for me to see and to learn how it works to have a technical writer inserted into a Scrum team. Uh, and it, it was very uh, valuable to me because uh, with this experience that I gained there, I could take the same, uh, the same mindset to the new companies that I joined later on. Uh, for example, uh, uh, before starting at Newbank, and, and I think we're going to talk about it uh, on the next questions, but uh, I, I worked uh, for Wildlife Studios. I don't know if you know it, but it's a mobile uh, gaming company that became a unicorn uh, re recently as well. And I did the same job. Okay, so, so, so I, I have this um, management skill uh, that helps me to implement the area inside a company. So that's the... the that's the job that they required me to do uh, at most. Okay, so just to come back to, to your experience uh, in Ericsson, so uh, how long did you spend there and, and how do you think that, uh, I mean, what was the, the greatest uh, thing that you to bring from there to, to implement this area at Newbank? I mean, is it the, the hard skill itself? Is it... Uh, uh, understanding 
what the culture of documentation is? I mean, uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yes. Uh, I, to be honest, I was very lucky to start at Ericsson. It was my first job as a technical writer. And I was very lucky because uh, all of them were very experienced working with this. So, uh, you know, changing the culture of a company takes a long time. Uh, and it's one of the pain that I suffer here and I suffered, suffered in my last company. Uh when I was a developer, we simply didn't write. So uh, that's the normal mindset. That's the regular mindset of most of the de developers here in Brazil. So uh, it, it was good for me to see how it works uh, culturally, you know, how the, the company is all involved in the documentation culture. And this is a very huge change for some companies and I could get this experience at Ericsson uh, and bring, uh, you know, a, a standard that already work in a company. So when I came to New Bank, I say, oh, have, I, okay, I have this model here. I have this way of work. And it really works because it was, uh, it was experienced by huge companies, by big companies like Ericsson, for example. And uh, I created working at Ericsson a very important concept that, uh, for example, nowadays I don't write to the end, you know, to the to the end user, to the public. I write most of the time to the people working inside the bank. But when I worked uh, at Ericsson, I used to write for end users. So I brought this mindset of, okay, documentation is a product. You have to deliver, even if it's, uh, you know, an inside consuming. We have to deliver it as... Uh, if we were delivering to our customer. So the same quality that you have to uh, deliver to your customer, you have to deliver inside the company. So that's the, the mindset and the biggest experience that I could bring uh, from Ericsson uh, during the time that I spent there. And uh, answering your question, I spent one year and two months approximately there. Okay. Cool. Uh, I think this is something we can both relate to because we're also trying to implement uh, documentation culture within VTEX in general because the area itself uh, is is really recent as well within the company and the developers have been there for a longer period so they already have their work mode and their own uh, their own culture so something that is a total game changer uh, I think to really change this mindset within a company is uh, what you mentioned about really being agile and uh, being yourself a part of the the product team and documenting things as they're being developed and not just trusting for it to be ready and then starting the documentation uh, this is something that you're trying to implement today at Nubank or is it really uh, a challenge to be like within the agile process of the development teams? No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, most of our efforts are uh, regarding changing the culture and insert the documentation uh, lifecycle inside the development lifecycle, right? So, uh, and, and it's a bit tricky here at Nubank because, um, as you may know, you know, during the Scrum uh, methodology, we, um, you know, the teams, they used to work in a very peculiar way, each one of them. So the biggest challenge here is to create a process that works for all of them, right? So 
how flexible can we be, uh, how we can adapt ourselves to the uh, nuances, to the differences among the teams. So this is the biggest challenge, you know, uh, and, and that's the main idea that we have. Uh, how can we contribute to the development process? How can we make it easier for the engineers? And you cannot be so, uh, you know, hard when you're trying to do this. You have to be more flexible uh, because if you are not flexible enough, they're not going to write. That's it. Okay. Uh Paulo, I, I don't know if you know any other technical writers in, in the industry. I, I, it's not that usual that we uh, form a community, right? Uh, but within Brazil, at least, yeah, yeah. yeah especially. But but I was I was wondering, you being uh, an engineer, having an engineering background, uh, can you see where, what the difference is uh, in the daily job uh, between having this background? And being a tech writer with a journalism background or or humanities background in general, I mean, what 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 do you think that uh, being an engineer uh, brings as a value to your to your job today as a tech writer? Um, here at New Bank, we have uh, different. Uh approaches of documentation we have different areas here for example we uh we have okay it started with me at new bank but we uh, now we are we are in four technical writers already and for example uh one of them works for uh information security uh one of them they were uh he works for you know uh technical posts uh and me myself i work for the engineering team So I think the company has uh, a place for uh, each one of the types of technical writer. But I think that uh, knowing about, uh, about engineering, you know, uh, having been an engineer in the past, helps me a lot to deal with the engineers, right? So uh, it's, it's the main concept of the technical writing. So how to get this complex idea and turn into a simple language. And to do this, you must know how to... Uh, understand the complex idea. And if we are talking about engineering, of course, you must have uh, at least a bit of knowledge about engineering uh, just to be able to take this uh, complex idea and translate into a simple process. So uh, this uh, background as engineer helps me a lot to talk to the engineers, to understand uh, what they have in mind. And also, at the same time, I have the opposite side. So I, I can... I know how to put it into simple words uh, to the to the reader. So that, that, that's basically what helps me the most, uh, how to deal with the engineers and how to insert myself into the development process. Yeah, besides the technical uh, hard skill of it, uh, I, it must definitely help within a more political aspect of our job, right? Of getting more uh, visibility amongst other areas as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and you, I mean, you're a kind of uh, a rare professional to find because you you have this engineering background, but you but at the same time you you have this uh, uh, writing skill. But uh, and and this is a question that probably has no answer. But can you can you assess? I mean, uh, if does it make sense to say that for your current position? It's easier to find an engineer who who learns how to write. Uh, is is it easier than to find a writer 
who will learn the engineering part of the of the job. I mean, uh, this is something that is constantly on our minds when when we're hiring because we need this uh, double uh, skill in in in, in our uh, team members. So uh, it's something that I'm constantly thinking about, and, and it's 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 really nice to to find someone who is actually an engineer and at the same time passionate about the job of writing but uh how, how do you see this uh i mean i i, I think the, these are two ways of approaching the problem of finding someone for this job how, how do you see it yeah uh when i joined Nubank uh, and i uh and i came up to the recruiter at first she said oh my god you are paulo so it was so hard to find you and they said uh because yeah <laughs> Uh, as you told, uh, as you told before, uh, it, it's very hard to find someone uh, who joins both skills together because they are they are separate worlds, right? They are very different worlds: uh, writing and development, engineering. Uh, so, so that, that's why they took a long time to find me. And at first, to be honest, I was invited for uh, you know to be a consultant at Newbank, just to you know how the documentation could go inside the company and then at the end they, they said okay do, do you would, would you like to join new bank and say oh, let's do it it's a big challenge but uh it was just because it was my the, the first technical writer you know so it was very important for them to have someone who understands both sides uh because they want to to have something solid to proceed you know to to go on uh, now, for example, we are not looking for some specific profile. We are just, okay, so you are very good at engineering. Okay, so we can improve your writing. Okay, so you are very good as, as a journalist. So we can improve your uh, engineering uh, knowledge. So uh, I think this, uh, this kind of profile is, is, is more important at the beginning of the process, at the beginning of the area. And later on, we can find different profiles and find uh, the correct position for them. Okay, we don't have we don't have to be so strict and so hard when hiring new people to the team. So I think this this kind of profile is is more valuable uh, when when we are just starting. After that, we can just uh, improve the knowledge and the skills of the of the employees of the technical writers that that are working with us. Nowadays, we have journalists working. We have. Uh, Engineers, we have uh, people from uh, linguistics uh, working on the team. You know, as you can see, different skills, but uh, we can complement uh, one another with our skills. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And to talk a little bit more about your team, uh, can you tell us how how you guys are organized? How many people are working with you? And uh, well. If you could comment as well a little bit how mm -hmm. each of their backgrounds uh, help you through your routine and challenges of the area. Uh, yeah, when, when we opened the, uh, the positions uh, to hire the people, uh, you know, the, the recruiter, she got crazy because she said, oh, I can't, I can't find, <laughs> I just can't this find. This person the... doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, this person doesn't, doesn't exist. And, and she said, okay, so uh, let's see what we have in the market and see how we can place them. So as, as I told you, we, we have uh, people from journalism, we have people from uh, linguistics, we have people from uh, engineering. And the way we organize ourselves, as I told you here at the, uh, at the company, we have many different ways of work uh, for each teams. 
So uh, it's very hard to find something in common for us. So what we used to do is to have uh, regular meetings to see uh, what's happening on each area that the technical writer is located. Uh, and we have a kind of brainstorm to see, okay, what can we do to have a more generic process as possible? And how can we uh, work to adapt ourselves to the teams. So we are not working at the same team. So we are split into teams, right? So I, you know, me, for example, I work for three three teams at the same time. Uh, I have another person working for the InfoSec team. And we work in a very different uh, way of work. Some, some of them, we work with the Scrum methodology and some of them, they work uh, with tickets. Uh, that's a very different approach. Uh, to the development. So uh, it, it, it's a bit tricky, but that's our biggest challenge uh, to organize ourselves uh, as a team, as, a, as we, we call a chapter here. So it's a recently uh, created chapter, the technical writing chapter at the company. Nice. And uh, something that I was, uh, I was wondering uh, while you, you, you explained it, uh, you said the recruiter was uh, having a, a hard time trying to find someone for your position. But as we said earlier, many companies in, in Brazil, and, and I think the same is true for Latin America as a whole, many companies are still trying to understand what this role is and why they need it in the company. So what do you think that motivated Newbank to, to try to find you? I mean, uh, what was the problem that they were trying to solve? Uh, yeah, uh, the things that uh, they thought that many features, for example, they were uh, underused. People were not using uh, all the potential that the, the, the features they may have because uh, the knowledge were inside people's head, not inside the platform. So it was a big problem for them because many knowledge was being uh, spent, you know, uh, uh, and that's the the, the old uh, discussion. So what if some engineer uh, get into vacation? So what's going to happen? So that's the main question. So uh, we have to uh, reduce uh, the information from people to people, and we have to increase the information from platform to people. And at, at the same time, uh, many companies here, they have this concept of how the great looks like, right? So, for example, we used to uh, look up to Amazon, we look up to Oracle and see, oh, how it's working there. How is the perfect development life cycle? And, you know, the biggest companies in the world, they are already using, uh, you know, already consuming material from the technical writers. So they thought, okay, so this is what's happening in the market. So this is what we want to be. And... Uh, this is something that I use for myself when I'm uh, working for a process to establish a process. I used to see how it works in the biggest companies in the world to try to implement the same. You know, if it's a model that's working fine, why not to, uh, you know, duplicate the, sa the same for us? Okay. That's the concept that we have. Okay, so, so they were trying to find someone to create, organize, and distribute internal knowledge to make processes uh, more efficient, right? Uh, That's perfect. Yeah, and they... But also with a, a business point of view, right? So to make yes. features of the product more uh, used by, by the end user, right? 
Yes, and for example, uh, when I got into the onboarding process, I started reading, and uh, it was awful <laughs> because it was not well written. And people used to think that engineers, uh, especially, uh, the most information that I put here and the more complex way of writing, the best. And we have to change completely this mindset. So because it's natural for them to get deeper into the details. And OK, so uh, it was an awful experience. Uh, so and that's why I had this in mind. People know how people know how to write, but people don't know how to write. <laughs> that's something uh, weird. But, you know, this is true. Uh, people know how to write, but not how to write for a specific public uh, to specific audience, and that, that, that's the experience that I bring. So uh, I have, you know, and when I give them some fundamentals of technical writing, they say, oh, I had no idea about it. It's awesome. It's, you know, it makes total sense. It's, yeah, but for us, it's a simple thing, but they simply don't have that in mind. So th that's our main role here, you know, to change the mindset and the culture of writing. Okay. Uh, and being someone who is writing content uh, for for the company itself, I mean internal content, uh, and and this is something very different from what we do at Etex. We we write for the ecosystem, which um, maybe clients and partners and anyone who might use the the, the, the tools. Uh, you are in a different position. You're you're trying to create internal knowledge, and so how, how is uh, uh, I mean, what what does it mean to to be a tech writer in your position? Meaning, what what is your deliverable, and and uh, what does the company expect uh, f from you? Yeah, the company expects uh, to have a great communication process, right? Uh, not only for developers, not only for uh, uh, infosec team that they have tickets to you know to fix some problems so uh the idea is to improve the communication uh itself right and doc documentation is our main way of communication here at newbank so th that's the main idea to increase the communication uh it, as you told is a strategic uh, approach is, is something strategic for the company, not only for engineering field, uh, even because uh, sometimes we have to write some documents to the central bank, right? For example, uh, that's something that requires a different approach when writing. So it's communication anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, th that's the main idea of the company, to increase the documentation. And as it's a financial and technolo technology company, uh increase mainly the uh technology communication you know okay. uh, inside our products okay so yeah. even... so uh, they are looking for the yeah go please uh no uh, i was just gonna ask you so even even writing uh for the central bank is is the tech writer's responsibility then right uh, not exclusively, uh, but I participate of the process. Okay. Uh, I, I always uh check the best way to uh to send information to the central bank. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so sometimes they, I, I just get the text and I, you know, I execute the review. I just do the review uh, of the text. Sometimes I help them to see the best way to express a sentence, an idea, uh, because, you know, it's a completely total, to, uh, it's a totally complete audience. Uh, 
the central bank. Uh, you have to be more direct into the, the, the data that you are uh, providing. Uh, so it, it's a different approach. And uh, as it's not my speciality, I, I just help them. But we, uh, we have approach for uh, you know many different kinds of documents. Okay, and since uh, we are talking about the, the, the job itself, uh, how, uh, many times when we are talking to people here in the, in the podcast, uh, we tend to understand that writing is actually uh, uh, 10% of the job. I mean, uh, we are, yes. as tech writers, we are always uh, researching, talking to other people, trying to organize stuff. So how much writing is there in your job and, and i mean how is how is a typical day for you in in the office i totally agree with you writing is around 10% of our job uh, most of my time i spend doing researches especially when you are working with engineering that's a very complex subject it's something really difficult to get i spend a lot of time uh, you know trying to understand the problem that I have to provide a solution. Also, uh, I spend a lot of time working uh, with tools, you know, studying new tools, seeing what's happening in the market, what are the, the most uh, fancy tools in the market. And I spend a lot of time doing management tasks as well, as I am the first, uh, still, I have to spend some time working on that. But basically, uh, my, my, my routine, uh, sometimes I participate of the Scrum rituals, uh, like the, the daily, uh, daily meeting, the review, the, uh, the kickoff, the planning. So when uh, we are starting a feature, we have a documentation uh, impact analysis. And then if, uh, if we agree so, I start working with the team. So basically, uh, at the beginning of the sprint, I plan some meetings with the tech leaders of, or with the engineers uh, and try to understand the problem a little by little. So at first, when I, got the, when I get the first impressions of the feature, I just uh, provide them the solutions that I have. For example, we have some templates for uh, features. I have some templates for flows. I have some templates for tickets. So I provide them the solution. They check if it's okay. And then I start writing. Okay, I do the interviews to get the, the, you know, uh, the skilled knowledge. And then I started write. I started writing, always checking with them. So I have many meetings with the team and many reveals. We don't have specific days for that, okay? Because some features they have uh, documentation impact, some of them not. But uh, most of the time, that that that's how it goes. Right? Uh, I plan meetings with the, the the tech leaders or the engineers, and I write at the same time as they are developing the uh, the feature or anything else. Okay, busy week. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but it's good. I like it. Uh, you mentioned a documentation impact report uh, that you discuss with the developers and people involved in the development process. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, usually it's during the first meetings that we have during a, a feature launching, for example. Uh, we kind of have two questions here. Uh, the first question is, is what we already have about the subject. Uh, do we have something inside the platform? Uh, if not, is it necessary to write something from the scratch? Um, after these two questions, uh, we determine the uh, impact and you know documentation impact analy analysis that we have. Uh, 
most of the times we have just you know tiny uh, changes, very small changes, but it's an impact anyway. And so I don't spend much time with this team. I just do the changes and move to another team because I don't have you know for a while specific teams for me. But usually that's how it goes. Interesting. Yeah, we have meetings at the beginning just to see uh, what we have already and if it's important to be documented. If someone in the in the future is going to consume this uh, this material. Hey everyone! So, as we mentioned on the last episode, we added a new block in the manuscript where we'll be sharing some fun facts about technology, writing, and of course, the intersection between them. And actually, we need a name for this new block. So if you have any suggestions, send us an email to themanuscriptpodcast at gmail.com. This is where you can find us and send all kinds of suggestions of topics for further episodes or fun facts about technology and writing in general. Today, we'll be talking about Wikipedia. With more than a billion edits and an average of over 600 articles posted a day, and that's if you're only counting the ones in English, some argue that the Wikipedia is the last noble place within the internet, still cherishing the web's ancient goal of making knowledge accessible to humankind. Its content is verified and kept updated by volunteer contributors all over the world and is not controlled by a single corporation or individual. It is the home for humankind's knowledge. Its first post was made in 2001, and today it even spun off the Wikiversity, a space of collaborative learning for teachers and students alike. We've assembled some fun facts about Wikipedia to honor its role in society and the web. So here goes four fun facts about Wikipedia. Number one, did you know that Wikipedia has many quirky policies like a no curses clause to prevent its community from receiving evil spells? Another famous one is uh, no angry mastodons to prevent online trolling and ranting. Number two, there's also an ongoing pool where people try to guess and then vote on what the last article ever written in Wikipedia will be if it ever shuts down or if the world ever runs out of knowledge for it to document. Number three. After detecting some serious political editing from Congress members of the U.S., it created a bot that would detect IP addresses from Congress members and monitor their activity. In 2014, it even banned all users under those addresses for a week to maintain its content apolitical. And last but not least, number four, there's also a hidden library of deleted articles with freaky titles. Literally, search for Wikipedia D-A-F-T, deleted articles with freaky titles, and you'll find it under your own risk. Paulo, you, uh, you told us a little bit about uh, how you organize there at New Bank as, as a tech writing chapter, right? I believe that's how you call it, right? Yes. Okay. So uh, something that I was, that I was also wondering, wondering, for us at Vitex, uh, I mean, we, we work at a... At a an e-commerce platform and it's actually very important for us to know as much as we can about e-commerce about the business rules about the the needs of our of our customers but of course it's it's a different type of business we're we're talking directly to the end users we we need to understand a lot about e-commerce itself not only about the platform 
in order for us to write really valuable documentation. I don't know if the same is true for you guys at Newbank. I mean, how much do you need to know about the financial uh, industry? How much you need to uh, understand what the uh, the company as it, at its core is doing? It's very important to understand uh, the core of the company because the main concept here at the company at Newbank is uh, we want our customers to fall in love with us. So, you know, in order to do it, you must know uh, all the difficulties that they have uh, regarding uh, financial uh, management and how we can change people's lives and the relationship they have with the money. So all of them here at Newbank, they have this mindset. And to do it, you must know a little bit at least about the financial world. Uh, I must say that Newbank changed my life because since then, you know, I never... Uh, thought about money. Uh, you know, I, I always use my money just to buy things. But now, uh, since I started uh, working there and started understanding a little bit about the financial world and the financial system, I started investing my money. I started uh, to understand how the market goes, how the, uh, the economy uh, works. And I can see that uh, it happens with many people inside the company. Because we have to have, we must have this in mind before everything, before documentation, before engineering. So, how can we help the people to improve their relationship they have with the money? Okay. And to do this, of course, you must know at least a little bit about the financial world. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. And uh, do you talk to customers to, to do your job? I mean, and, and when I say customers, I, I'm not even sure if I'm talking about the, the, the internal customer, I mean, the engineers or the end users, but uh, how do you deal with customer feedback? Do you, do you talk frequently to, to the engineers? I, I guess you do. And uh, do you talk to the end users, the, the clients of Newbank? Yes, uh, I usually talk to the engineers a lot uh, because it, it's something very nice that's happening here. People are very... Uh, you know, people are willing to change their mindset here at Newbank. So when people uh, got to know that we had a technical writer here, they say, okay, so I want to do this at my team, at my squad. I want it. Uh, so that's why I got so many teams, at the, at, 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 you know, all at once here. Uh, and I'm always in touch with them because they came, they come up to me with, you know, many questions about it, many questions about documentation. They are very curious and eager to know more about documentation. Um, it, this is something really nice because it's been not so hard to change uh, the company's culture as I thought it would be. Right. So that's the feedback that I have. For example, sometimes we have meetings, they say, Okay, I don't understand this template. Uh, can we do something more accessible? Can we do something more uh, adaptable? So I, I am in constant feedback with the engineers. And at the same time, I always asking for people, are you a new bank client? Are you a new bank customer? And what do you think about the company? Just like I asked Juliana <laughs> some minutes ago. <laughs> uh, and always bring these ideas to the company. And they are very open-minded, what is very good. Uh, and they are always 
trying to improve and to bring new products to the people. You know, the main idea here is to help people to deal better with the money. As you may know, here in Brazil, we don't have uh, very well financial education. So what's what we are intending to be and to do here is to, okay, so we can do it for you. We can uh, be clear enough about your relationship with the bank. We can help you, uh, show you the, you know, the best options to invest your money, how to save your money. And we are giving you uh, this opportunity to do something really, uh, you know, new, something really uh, th th that is changing uh, the financial world. You know, and, and it's it's really good to see that's happening uh, at first in Brazil. In Europe, we don't have many, you know, digital banks. And it's very good to be part of this revolution. Yeah, it must be. So uh, for, for what I understand, uh, the feedback that you receive from your customers today is more of a, it's, it's more an organic feedback, right? I mean, do you yeah. have a structured process for receiving feedback? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. It's part of our uh, documentation lifecycle, the feedback and the reviews. Mm -hmm. Okay, but, but is it a step of, of your, uh, I mean, is it a, a process that is, is written somewhere or, or do you just do it as something that, uh, I mean, it's just organically there in, in, the, in the life cycle of, of, your, of your job? Uh, it's a, how can I say, it, it's a, a two ways uh, feedback. So at the end of the process, so it's a written process. Uh, answering your question, at the end of the develop uh, of the life cycle, I give my feedbacks and I receive my feedbacks regarding what we have done uh, during this uh, during this process. So it's a kind of organic, but it's it's written in the process. But the things are very flexible at New Bank, right? Uh, we don't follow strictly uh, the rituals. Yeah, and okay. most fintechs or startups in general, I think this is uh, a particularity that works for the best, but yeah. also for the worst, depending on your team, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and uh, we, we were talking a little about the financial universe, uh, which, for what I understood, you don't, you, you didn't. Uh, well, you're, you're not used to, to think about, about it as a, in a professional way, at least. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so how, how was your learning? I mean, uh, did, did you have to find uh, formal education in some way? I mean, uh, and are there any differences between uh, what you used before in your, in your previous jobs uh, and what you're dealing with now that uh, led you to... Uh, to the need of, of educating yourself about the financial world or or is it just coming uh, naturally with, with the job itself? Uh, during my onboarding process, uh, I could learn about a lot about it. Uh, they provided some uh, really good material regarding the financial world. So I must say that at first, my education came from Nubank. Uh, as you told before, I had no experience at all in the past. Uh, so when I first started working at the company, I could have this first contact with the financial world. And from that, you know, from, uh, from that, them, uh, I started to study by myself because I thought that was, uh, that would be really important for me to understand more about the world that I'm working, uh, inside. So mo mo most of the, uh, most of the research that I do, I do by my, by myself. They never asked me for that, uh, 
uh, as long as I understand about engineering is good for them. But I think I can contribute more if I understand better about the financial world and the and the customer needs. So since then, I started uh, studying by myself. No, no formal education at all, but I, I study a lot, especially because I'm investing my money in the bank now. So I have to study anyway. <laughs> But during the onboarding process, the material that they provided me uh, and all the conversation that I had with the people working there uh, was very uh, helpful for me to understand about the financial world. I'd like to go back to one of the first things that you said uh, at the beginning of our, our interview. I even wrote it down because it really impacted me because uh, you, you view your job as a tech writer with a mindset of tech First, so technology first, and, mm -hmm. and then you're inserted in certain contexts of of markets or business worlds. And I think this is something that resonates with most of tech writers because we have to have uh, technology in our hearts and be prepared to change horizontally within uh, a certain niche or even to completely different markets. And it's one of the things I really enjoy about tech writing in general. And I think that you you said it in a really clear way. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, as I told you, it's, uh, it's the way I found to join my two passions together. Great. Yeah, so uh, just to, to wrap it up, we usually end our interviews asking you a little bit about the future. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you uh, recently uh, uh, you have recently arrived to, to this uh, new role, so <laughs> you're probably still trying to to understand uh, how to do your job, uh, the job that you have at your hands right now. But uh, I mean, do you see room for people with your role in the company? I mean, you, you, you said you, you do already, you're, you're already hiring, but how big do you think uh, this role may, may, may become in the company in the future, in the future years? And uh, where is this role evolving to? Do you see Uh, any trends uh, inside the company or tech writing as a role itself, independent of the company? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, I see, you know, a good future for this area inside the company. Uh, it's growing faster than I thought. Uh, it started with me five months ago. Now we have a technical writer at the branch of Berlin. Uh, we have... Uh, you know, here in Brazil, we already have uh, four tech writers in five months. So, you know, the company is really uh, willing to change this mindset. So for the company itself, I see a good future. future. I see, uh, you know, a big chapter of technical writing with many employees uh, of different backgrounds, different skills that we can learn with uh, one another and we can contribute. And I see, you know, a very good perspective for this uh, area inside the company. And the company is buying that idea. So this is going to be awesome. And uh, I also want to change the mindset, the mindset of the companies in Brazil uh, in general because it, it was very good because I did the, first, the same job in the, my last job in, in my last company and I'm doing this uh, right now. And what I really want to the country is that all of the companies, they must have at least a technical writer working. Uh, they have to realize that this is something that you need in your company. It's just like the kitchen, right? So it doesn't bring you uh, an instant profit, uh, but you 
must have. You know, the the lives of the employees would be better if you have. So we are kind of the kitchen of the development process. The companies must have the technical writers writing the documentation, and we're gonna see the benefits of this in the long term. So that that's what I want. I want uh, to import the methodology and the way of work from Europe into Brazil. Yeah, great. Count on us to help you change that mindset. That's yes, part of the reason. Please. Part of the reason why we, we created this this podcast. So yeah, yeah I, I to totally agree with you. That's why this podcast is so awesome because we need it. We need to spread the word. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. And I see tech writing, the tech writing job as uh, it, it's 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 something that we're starting to understand what actually is right now here in Brazil. And uh, the more companies understand it, the more comp companies will see uh, realizing that the, they need this girl or this guy to to i mean uh to produce content that is actually valuable for for the clients whether these clients are inside the company or outside i mean uh it's great to see that new bank is 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 building a team uh as, as vtex also is and i'm sure we'll start seeing many more companies doing the same in the future so paulo Uh, thanks so much for having you in, in this episode. It was a really great conversation. Uh, awesome to open our eyes about uh, some new stuff. And well, it's it, I, I really, really hope that we stay in touch and uh, join forces in uh, changing this mindset in, in Latin America. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. And yeah, it would be awesome if we stayed in touch. Uh, let's join forces together to uh, change people's mindset here regarding communication uh, in general. Not only technical writing, that's something really important for us as professionals, but communication in general, right? Uh, communication is one of the bases of the citizenship and Uh, let's work for this. Well said. Yeah. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your insight. And we'll be definitely working together in the near future. Amazing. Thank you very much, Juliana. Thanks for tuning in to The Manuscript. If you'd like to suggest a guest for future episodes, send us an email at themanuscriptpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back in two weeks. See you there.